Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Oh, what's going on, everybody? A happy Tuesday to you. Welcome to episode 151 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live, brought to you by Under Armour Wrestling. Get all your Under Armour Wrestling gear at ScrapLife.com. I'm joined, as always, by my mainest man, Willie Saylor. Just got done with his 10K this weekend in Wisconsin. (laughs) What? We're a minute late. We started the show a minute late, a minute and a half late, because Kristen was looking up shark stuff. Sharks. Well, th- there's a sharks. Re- there's a reason for that. Why are you looking up sharks? Well, you know, I th- I we like sharks one thing team. I like that we do. We talk about things that that aren't necessarily wrestling related. We tackle the real issues. We tackle cr- clown crime. Um, we we take on things that are a little uncomfortable and difficult and on the periphery of wrestling, maybe, and. You know, I'm just like looking up funny news stories. A shark jumped into a shark cage. I'm going to tell you what. Sharks don't jump. I swim. Swim into it. Was that grammatically correct? What did you say? They swim into it. They swim into a jump? I don't I don't know. I'm, I'm, they swim into... They don't jump. Oh, no, they do jump. Sharks jump out of the water. There was a, You don't watch Shark Week? Uh, they jump... So they get under a seal... And then they, all the force of their swim power, they go out of the water. Big time. You haven't seen this? Air Jaws. Yes, yes I've seen So they do actually jump, but it got in a shark cage. What would you do if a, a shark got in a shark cage? Yeah, which sounds like it makes sense, but it's actually like a shark viewing cage. Oh, it's like a, it's like a shark, anti-shark cage. Yeah, it's supposed to protect you. You can be in the environment. Are you playing stupid? Have you never? Do you not have Discovery Channel? I'm not playing stupid. You said a shark jumped in a shark cage. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it got in the cage with the guy. What would you do in that situation? Probably pet it. Try to sing to it. They you don't sing. pin people. You sing to the... I said pet. Oh, pet it. Okay. They say music calms the beast. I would uh, sing to it. Interesting. Interesting. Um, okay, so that happened in, in shark news. Also in news, Donald Trump was in Greensboro, North Carolina. They put out, I don't know if you guys saw this, but they put out a... Um, 
a notice on the Super 32 website that there could be parking problems on Friday, the day of weigh-ins at Super 32. No, no, it's not weigh-ins, but it's like a workout day. Um, and so you had to come up with alternative parking, uh, you know, resolution, solutions. Um, did, did that affect you, Christian Piles? It did not. It did not affect us. It was actually pretty good. We just um, all, all, the only time it affected us was when we left. Um, when we were trying to leave the airport and they held us there, we just had to sit there for like ten minutes. Now was it Donald there, or was it just a rally for him? He was there. He was there in Greensboro. How was it? Did you meet him? He was the he was the eight seed at, at uh, one seventy. No, he did not. He did not do well. Um, he didn't play his own thing. D- he DMP'd. He did. He did. No, so I did not meet him. I didn't see him. Um, yeah, but he was he was definitely there. He was there. Pretty pretty funny. They said, uh, like, Obama was there, so they're like, okay, well, Donald's going too. Because he was there a couple of days before. So then, whoa, we got an echo going on here. Echo chamber. <laughs> We're having some soundboard issues. We need a sound guy. Um, not me, because that's not me. So then the Super 32 happened. Willie, did you, were you up to speed with that? Yeah, I, I, I followed the whole thing, Christian. I know you like to joke and say that I'm a, a track fan now. Uh, you know what was interesting is that I was getting a lot of tweets that people saw me on the live stream for the uh, cross-country event. I went to my first ever cross-country event because uh, I'm part of my new job. I, I, um, I work with a track team, too. And so first ever... Uh, cross country event and it was awesome it was really cool so um, cross country is like they have it's a really weird season where very little dates matter like there's like three dates in the whole season that matter and um, this was one of the real big weekends so they said you should go and check it out and see how coverages go because part what I do is um, make sure the sites that I oversee people are doing their coverages right and getting the right um Getting the right content from when they go go out and, and do coverages and and you know build relationships and this and that. So right, that's part of my job. So I go up there and um, <laughs> they're like they're like Willie, can you just make sure in this post race live interview that nobody uh, walks behind the camera? So I do that, but I'm in the shot. I'm in the shot. I didn't know that I was in the camera on the live feed. And then so like these wrestling people, some wrestling fans start tweeting at me. You know I. I went to watch this cross country race, and who do I see but Willie, white collar Willie's on the on the uh, on the feed, and so I don't know. I guess there's I guess there's a crossover there between wrestling and track and field. Some some people are fans of both, so that was pretty cool. Um, but overall, it was a it was a great thing, and I was able to get back in time that I didn't miss a beat on Super Thirty Two. You like to joke that I I'm out on wrestling, but. I followed the whole thing. It was great. Any big takeaways? Any guys that really, really stood out for you? Obviously, they're you know, the the, the depth of the field. You can place third, fourth, and fifth, and really up your stock because the for competition sure. is so good. For sure. Now rankings are going to come out, and people are going to complain as always. Like, well, you have you have this guy that took seventh, or you have this guy that didn't place over um, somebody that took seventh or something like that or eighth. Well, yeah. You look at the wins, losses, and who they beat. Sometimes you can make those rounds without seeing ranked guys. But um, anyway, overall, 
I was impressed with Ohio, really. Um, they had a lot of kids that were. I mean, you know the, you know the Connor Brady's that are coming up. Connor Brady, a freshman last year, you you kind of see his talent coming. He's only a sophomore. Yes, he's really good. He's really good, right? So I knew he was coming, um, but for him to do what he did was awesome. The, the did he finish third? Third or fourth? Let me see. Uh, I know he beat Joe Lee. He beat Joe Lee for fifth. 11-3. Wow. Um, so, yeah, um, we can go through weight by weight. But overall, um, I was impressed with Ohio. Some of the kids they had coming through. Jake Martinez uh, is one guy that I didn't see. He was like the opposite of Connor Brady. Connor Brady you saw coming. Corey Shee you saw coming. You didn't see, like, um, Jake Martinez. I didn't, anyway. Um, in New Jersey, same thing. They didn't have a whole lot of surprises that placed what they did was they had a whole lot of um, surprises that knocked off some guys and made deep runs so guys to keep an eye on going forward um, and then look I very rarely if ever right maybe I, maybe I don't see a guy doing as well but I rarely if ever go who the heck is that right this kid from from PA this Joey Bloomer no idea. I have never heard his name before. Really? And uh, he beat some really good guys and beat a ranked Peter Pappas for seven. Um, so I think I think those were my surprises. Uh, Justin Ruffin had a really good tournament. Um, man, really good tournament. He uh, where's he at here? He took third. He also beat Joe Lee. Or no, he took fourth. Wow. So yeah, Joe Lee. Joe Lee, Lee ended up losing three times. That was crazy to me, and that's just that just shows you how how strong this tournament is. That I watched him, I'm like, this guy's gonna run away with this. Yeah, like, he's, he's he looks he's like that good. He's really good, and then he loses three times. I'm like, what? And and Josiah Ryder beats him soundly, and this other kid beats him soundly. I'm like, holy cow, this tournament's. Yeah, he lost to Ryder. He lost to Ruffin. I think by two points, and he lost to Brady eleven three. No. Not taking anything away from any of those guys and not making excuses for Joe Lee, but it's always really difficult in a tournament with this depth. You know, like any big tournament, it's tough to wrestle back. I mean, you got to get back up to what? You got to get like reinvigorated to wrestle mm-hmm. when you can only take third, right? So yeah, but you know, it's that's what college coaches are you know mm-hmm. looking for. That's what they need from their guys to step up there. Yeah, um, let me go through. Um, yeah. Let me get through a couple, a couple weights. Uh, Lorenzo from California wins the title at 106, um, beats Greg D in in the finals. Lorenzo was a seventh placer at the state tournament last year as a freshman, so that's that's pretty good, right? He's tough. If you can be a freshman placer in Cali, one class Cali, and come back at the same weight the next year, um, you might be, yeah. have a good shot at winning this right, year, right? And I thought, you know, Greg. Beat two ranked guys mm-hmm. to make it, and really, that one takedown he didn't finish in the first. You know, that came back to bite him. Oh, he was that right there long to, one on the edge. He he had him dead to rights. You know, it was almost in rear standing, and just couldn't quite plan him. Uh, ran into the edge and didn't finish. But yeah, I was impressed with Greg, who had a really rough journeyman. I think he, he went yeah. 0 and 4 at 113 at journeyman. Yep, cuts down to six, and he was right there to win a title. Mm-hmm. And then um, at 113, uh, 
Adam Busiello going back-to-back. There was two guys in the tournament that uh, went back-to-back. Adam Busiello and then at 126, Joey Silva. But Busiello looked really good. And Robert Howard, guys. I love him. Robert Howard. Like, some people some people laugh when you do rankings or junior high rankings or stuff. But this is this is why you do it because you, you can see these kids coming. Like, Robert Howard, Connor Brady, these kids were awesome coming up through. And it doesn't always guarantee success, but um, he, he was... He was proven, you know, he proved it here at the high school level. One journeyman and then and then uh, runner up here to Adabusiello. Patrick McKee was third. Yeah. Did you see my tweet? Patrick McKee. I did. Patrick McKee lost. <laughs> how's this for a revenge factor? Patrick McKee lost in an early round. And, and this is Antonio Menino, uh, who was like a, a Jersey kid that I was saying surprising. Right? Right. He sort of came out of nowhere. Plays fourth. But Menino beat McKee on an overtime, uh, you know, unnecessary, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, right? So you're really frustrated with that, about that. So McKee beats five ranked guys after that. He actually had beaten one of the ranked guys before that. But he beats five ranked guys. Five ranked guys. Nobody that won the tournament beat five ranked guys. And that's one of those interesting things you run into with rankings where, on paper, he might have had the best weekend of anyone, even though he didn't win the whole thing. Right. So how do you how do you factor that in? I mean, you don't put him ahead of the guy that, that won, but right. you can really up your stock and, and notch a lot of really high-caliber wins. Mm-hmm. Getting it, ended up on yeah, the backside. Yeah, th- that's a lot of... That's that's kind of what I'm saying when, when I have a guy ranked above a placer. When I have a non-placer ranked above a placer... He might have had a really a better tournament, really. Yeah. Uh, based on who the guys he hit and beat, um, is Buziello is so he people cooled on him slightly after Fargo and took some losses at NHSCA duels and it's like okay, but then Super Thirty Two again he wins it. Is it is it a folk style thing? Is it a just he no, just locks I, in for? I just think it's. Young it's guys a, take I losses. I don't, I don't mean a rise to the occasion thing, but listen, Super Thirty Two is more important than um, Super Thirty Two is more important than NHSCA duels, right? It just is. Uh, no and, question. And, and back then, you know, that was one of the f- first times Busiello was up at thirteen. Um, different feel. I don't know. He looked big enough actually when he wrestled one thirteen at NHSCA duels, but um, yeah, you, you give him four months to. To assimilate to that weight and and the Fargo thing, like he was puking the whole time. That wasn't like one of maybe those, he was just sick. That wasn't one of those things uh, where uh, you know the dad writes you an email and says, "Hey, take it with a grain of salt." My kid was sick. This we threw, saw him throw him up every match, um, and he lost to a really good Travis Ford Mountain. Yeah, you know Ford Mountain's good, really good, really tough. We'll so, we'll see Travis Ford Mountain at Agony and Ames. Here in two weeks from now. So yeah, Busiello. So a lot, yeah, a lot looking, of good. One thirteen, a lot of stories. I thought Logan Macri. I th- yeah, I thought uh, this was one of the m- more loaded weights. Um, Logan Macri had a fantastic tournament, uh, beating a bunch of rank guys. I think he was the story of the day on on, on day one. Um, I talk about story of the day. Patrick Glory removed the one twenty. Patrick Glory had a phenomenal tournament, and this is yeah, I get. I was taking all kinds of. Flack for not having him ranked, but 
you know, he, he had a good, a really good season last year. He was ranked. I had him all the way up at four and as a 113-pounder. And then he in the summertime, he wrestles 132 at duels and loses to a bunch of kids. So you go 113 to 132, no ranked wins, a lot of unranked losses. So I took him out. And now, you know, now he's back down to 120, and he's one of the best in the country. So yeah. he'll be ranked highly. Glory over Andrew Alirez. Um, Glory beat Claybov. Kind of 7-4. Another, another, another tough weight. Another tough weight here. Um, 26. Hey, how good? I, I, I Years ago, like two years ago, I said Joey Silva's awesome. Mm-hmm. But how good in person, how good did Joey Silva look? Did he look good? He looked really good. I mean, I think he had a, a distinct physical advantage over everyone he wrestled. Call, call it size, call it whatever. He was the biggest, baddest dude in that way. And that's before you take into account his wrestling ability. I just think he, you know, we had this this article, Super 32 Alpha Dogs. He was just the alpha male out there. Yeah. Just like, like bullying just punking dudes. Yeah. Like, just too big, too strong, too good. And, um... I, I dare say there's not many guys 126 pounds that can beat him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your your fixes, your Gomez, depending on where all those guys go with Lee goes. But he's uh, he's not in that upper echelon for the most elite of the elite. Mm-hmm. But he is, you know, with, with Dayton and Yanni and Vito and Spencer, etc. But he's a, a, a notch below. He's right right in there. I, I'm super impressed. I think he's going to be a, a, a fine... D1 wrestler at the next level. Yeah, um, one of them. Uh, DeSanto, the big story here was DeSanto beating uh, Teamer. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like a premier matchup, and, and DeSanto wins I haven't that. got to watch that match. I was on the opposite It was a little semi. chippy. That's what I heard. I can imagine with those two's personalities, especially DeSanto, he's just a, he's scrappy in everything that, that goes with that word. So I think, I think he's tough. I think Teamer, he came back for third. And Isaiah Perez... Um, Isaiah Perez, yep, fourth in Cali last year, beat Alex Thompson twice. Right. So good, great tournament for him. I like Thompson a lot. Like when I wrestle, when I watch him wrestle, I'm like, there's a lot of talent there. But he takes some losses. Yeah. It seems like he doesn't, and you know, he's. I guess he's still. Is and it's a, again last year at Super Thirty Two. Thompson was sort of criticized, but you know, not criticized, but you're you're evaluating his game. Post Super Thirty Two, and like both of his losses were because he got ridden out, mm. and they were like, "Thompson's really good, but he needs to work on getting out from bottom. Like he'll, he'll either not get out, either he'll either get ridden out or he'll take neutral and right. lose an escape point and he'll lose by a point, right? So people were critical of that. Same thing happened against Isaiah Perez. Man, so something yeah. to take into account there. One thirty two. Uh, <sighs> Vitali is awesome. I think the story of the tournament—it's the t- story of the tournament 132. I think was that Mitch Moore Brian Courtney match. That was an awesome match. There's a lot to, just like 113. There's a lot to dig into at 132. If you're a wrestling geek and a rankings geek and a, a guy that looks for talent and hidden gems and stuff, there's a lot to take away from this. Um, Mitch Moore Brian Courtney was awesome, but Braden Bailey. Braden Bailey had a phenomenal tournament. Um, he was a third place or state third last year. Uh, Indiana had a couple guys. Indi- you got When we talk about Ohio having some breakout guys, um, Indiana had a couple guys too. 
Braden Bailey being one of those. Um, and then Devin Schwartzkoff, who took fifth, uh, one of the two best sophomores in the tournament. Like, I thought there was two distinct sophomores that were like, wow. Uh, Devin Schwartzkoff being one of them. He's another guy that all the way through, like, won all these Tulsa titles, mm-hmm. and you kind of saw him coming. And, um, now he's here. Now he's here, just like Connor Brady. Connor Brady takes fifth. Mm. Devin Schwartzkoff takes fifth. Um, so so Schwartzkoff kind of uh, arrived. He, um, you know, beat a bunch of good guys. Um, so, a lot, yeah, a lot to take away from 32. Courtney Moore, very fun match. Encourage you to watch that. Might, I think it's on the Hope page right now if you want to check it out. Um, yeah, exciting stuff there. 38, Willie. 38, Sasso. Um, Jake beat... Jake Berglund, and no disrespect to, to Berglund, but this is one of those situations. Right, you're gonna see, you're gonna see Berglund ranked low. Uh, and you're gonna say, oh, he made the finals, say, but oh, he's he beat. A, yeah, he's a Super 32 finalist. How can he be ranked 18th? Well, he never, he didn't really have a good resume coming in, um, so he, he lacks elite wins. And then he kind of got fortunate. I mean, I listen. He can, he can. Keep keep proving it. He can keep proving it, um, and keep moving up the rankings. But at this point in time, the, the elite wins aren't really there, even despite getting to the finals of Super Thirty Two. Uh, Corey Corey She Shy Corey Shy only he took third. His both of his losses, or no, he lost to Sasso. Mm-hmm. His only loss was to Sasso and beat Arnott for for third. So that that was a good one. Um, so that's one of those things where. You know, a fan, a fanboy will say Berglund outplaced Shy. Yeah. Well, they lost to the same guy, and Shy's been better for, has a better resume coming in. Absolutely. So, so that's a. It was just a, a weird, a weird quad for Berglund. It's almost unfortunate for him. It's, he didn't get the it, opportunity. It, it, it's it's fortunate that he had a nice road to the finals. It's unfortunate that he didn't get the opportunity to knock off some ranked guys so that his ranking can move up. But you know. Maybe he doesn't care about rankings. Yeah, yeah. Um, one forty-five. We, t- we touched on this a little bit. Josiah Ryder making the finals, and this was a weight where I think, um, you know, there's a front runner at every weight, right? When there, when Spencer Lee is in the bracket, you're probably going to take Spencer Lee, right? At one forty-five, I think there was a lot of different people taking a lot of different guys. Um, some people were taking Joe Lee. Uh, some For people, clearing. Um, O'Con- O'Connor was originally registered at this weight, so some people took O'Connor. Right. Um, but yeah, but Verclearin gets it done. Um, so th- this is a good group. Verclearin first, Ryder second, Brayton Lee third. Brayton Lee was one of my biggest wow factor takeaway guys. That listen, he got beat up pretty bad by Verclearin, which in a, in a way surprised me just because of how good I thought he was wrestling, which I think speaks to where exactly where Verclaren is right now. But watching Brayton Lee wrestle, this guy's got D1 success on the mat. I don't know anything about the kid. I don't know anything about him. I just watch him wrestle. He's one of the, the things he does translates, and he's very athletic. He's one of the best um, untalked about guys. Like, he's, he's always ranked sixth, seventh, right? I think, I think he's fourth or fifth now after this weekend. But it's like he's always taking third. He yeah. takes third in every tournament. So hey, that'll he, work. He doesn't get he doesn't yeah. get talked about as much. Um, but yeah, 
Super solid. I, I, yeah, I like him. I, I just think there's as much upside with him as anyone. He, he just jumps out. Watch his match against Denton Spencer. You know, good. He, his, his, his whole kind of last few years, he's been right with Chad Red's uh, training partner the whole time. So That helps. That's a, that's a good training partner. Chad Red's awesome. 152, I think one of the surprises. We, before we go 52, sure. for, just for clearing... I feel like he's just because he competes so much. He's kind of gone through that cycle of he wins Cadet Worlds, and I think that propped him to a place where now anything other than winning is is a letdown. But now I, I think he's he's turned a corner and he's continued to improve a, a lot. He looked great at who's number one. Does excellently here at Super Thirty Two. A lot more offensive than than usual, and I think he's a guy that's maybe climbing that senior big board now and and. You know, poised for a PA state title, maybe. Yeah, his his trajectory, or his, I mean, his perception has kind of had its ebbs and flows. Yes. Right, like uh, at stages of his career, you're like whoa, and then you're like, eh, and then you're like, whoa. Right. And I mean, he yeah. This was a whoa weekend for yeah. me. Uh, in a great great weight class, um, Fretwell's boy, Justin Ruffin, had a had a day. Ruffin tumble. Rough and tumble. Um, 52. I think the biggest match here... Hovis O'Connor. Hovis O'Connor. Yeah. Hovis taking out Austin O'Connor. Um, and I, O'Connor might have taken another loss. He did take another loss. He lost to Jaden Maddox. Very good uh, junior from Ohio. Yeah, he's tough. I, I, had, I, had, I had Maddox's match against Glasgow. He was, he's tough. I liked him a lot. For for that, yeah, Hovis beating O'Connor, nice win. But Bergie going through this weight, and I watched Bergie. I had a, a couple of his matches. He is not big at 52. I know. I respect So So I'm like, man, he beat Shane Griffith at 160. Griffith's at 160. He goes and wrestles Super 32, 152. Go watch his match against Steve, Stefan Glasgow. There's no way he's not giving up 10, 15 pounds there. He looked a lot. He's, he even looked, I mean, Hovis looked bigger than him. Hovis was bigger than him. I, he was not. So what I'm saying is this is a little guy I know. Who, who won this tournament because he's good at wrestling moves. I like, know. I keep saying, and I even said it on the Hawkeye message board. I'm like, because I was like, I don't know if. You love the Hawkeyes. Oh, my gosh. I was like, I don't know if um, Bergie's really a good fit. And they're like. Because he's a 49. Why, why do you say that? And I'm like, well, let me retract that. If he truly is a 49, he's a good fit. But I'm not convinced of that. I am becoming increasingly convinced of that because he looked small. He's at, little. At who's number one. He looks small here. So maybe he is. And the reason, I mean, there's two things. There's, there's two kind of reasons why I'm like, I'm not sure if he's a 49. Uh, he started as like a freshman at like, the eighth grader was like one twenty six. Then he was he's been he's been at this weight since he was a sophomore. Yeah. So I'm like he's gonna get bigger, right? Um, I don't think he just he is. does. I think he's getting smaller. He's not. I I I watched him wrestle. I'm like that's a forty nine pounder right yeah. now. I mean he's shredded, but he's not particularly big. He's not tall. He doesn't have like he's not rangy where you can you right. know, a lanky like a Yanni D where you can see okay he's getting bigger. Yeah. I think Bergie's a forty nine and. Uh, that he slots in perfectly for Sorensen's graduation, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that would be a perfect fit. For, where else is he looking? He's coming on the show, the announcement show, right? Bergie, I'm, you know, he's three schools. 
Penn State, Minnesota, Iowa. Nice. Okay, so that's, that's so Bergie Hovis Hovis going to Navy committed there early. O'Connor UNC. O'Connor Glasgow just committed to Rutgers. He was third. Maddox, just a junior. Keep an eye on him. Austin O'Connor UNC took fifth. Um, check out a kid that took sixth. Hunter Willits. He had a really good tournament, uh, and his brother placed as well. How about they're in the same grade? They're in the same grade, Hunter and Grant Willits, and they're not twins. They're I, I don't know if they're not twins, but Maybe they're, they, are they're twins. they have a so Grant is one thirty two. He's a senior, and um, Hunter's one fifty two. Twenty pounds different. One sixty. Co- Kyle Cochran. Cochran over DJ Khaled. DJ, DJ, DJ Shannon. Shannon. DJ Shannon had himself a day, huh? He's tough. I like him. And then Trent Hydley was third. Uh, Brad Laughlin from Indiana. Uh, like I said, a couple guys. I didn't see him coming, but, uh, you know, a couple guys from Indiana making waves there. Uh, Makai Lewis kind of slid. slid he tripled right? it. Slid, right? Uh, you know who's good? Chris Foca. Chris Foca took fifth, and I'm going to rank him. Um, but this is a kid that was like a 20-pounder or 26 or I don't know what he was last year. He, he wasn't 26 because he done grown. Suriata was 26. He might have been 32. Um, but so he's one. He goes to Bergen? Yeah. Sophomore. Um, Robert Howard, incoming freshman. Josh McKenzie, sophomore. I mean, they're young and they're awesome. Griffith's Shane, Shane Griffith, a junior. Yeah. They're young and they're awesome, Bergen Catholic. So, um, but anyway... Foca, good, really good freshman year. And then he hits his growth spurt, and he has a underwhelming kind of summer. And then just last week at Journeyman, um, he took a loss to some borderline rankable guys, but not ranked. And then he comes back here, and, and you know, he does his, he does the damn thing. Uh, taking fifth, beating Makai Lewis, beating um, a couple... Really good guy, so he's going to be in the rankings. At 170, I thought Bryce Rogers, maybe OW potential there. I think it went to Bergie, but I think what Rogers did to two really good guys, especially Jake Allar. I mean, Mantanona, you can kind of throw that one out just because you never know what you're going to get with him. You never know what you're going to get with Mantanona. But but Allar, you know what you're getting. And, Mm -hmm. And Allar looked great up to this. And another guy for me, and we talked about him before, and, and you were right. I thought Eller looked good on top, by the way. Yeah, he's tough. He's good in all positions. But Bryce Rogers just disappearing on him. Two duck unders. Beautiful. Those are ultimately the difference. Um, and I know you were excited. So it was Rogers over Alar. And then I know that you were impressed by Ethan Smith, yes? Absolutely. I don't know. He should be on every – maybe not every. But he should be on a lot of coaches, college coaches' radar, I think – you, you watch that match between Alar and Smith, and you're going to be like, I'm not sure who's actually better. That's how I felt afterwards. Mm-hmm. I felt like he's right there with him. I think Alar had better poise and composure and, like, a six-minute game plan, and ultimately he won in overtime. But um, just athletically, the ability to get the legs, it's, it's all there with Smith. I think I think he's a really tough kid. Going to be a good get for some program. A little under the radar but someone that could do well, yeah. um, and then yeah. Bryce Rogers. I, I didn't. I wasn't super familiar with him coming in, but 
Yeah. Beating Alar. Tough kid. I mean, frankly, it's not, to me, it's not surprising that he wins this group. Um, what was surprising to me is the deed, like how good he looked doing it. Right. Um, 182, I'm going to let you take this one because you had one of the best lines this morning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Louie, who won the who won 182, he's not the predator. Wait. Shoot, I messed it up. No. <laughs> All right, so his name is spelled D-E-P-R-E-Z, Dupre. His name is Louis Dupre. He's the predator, not Dupre. Let that one sink in. Let guys. that sink in. And what? So we're going to call him Get it, guys? The Predator. The Predator, not, predator. not Dupre. Dang it. I can't believe I, you set me up. I just I just choked, Willie. Drew Peck. So Dupre beat Bonacorsi in the finals. Any relation to Dawson? Drew Peck? Yeah. He's his brother. So, yes. Have you ever seen Drew Peck? No. Is he, six, he looks is exactly he... like... <laughs> I was on the other mat. I didn't get to see. He looks exactly like Totally Dawson. awesome. Um, and he's been progressing. I don't know if I saw a third coming in. I don't know if I saw a win over Jelani Embry. I knew he could go with these guys, but great, great tournament. Signed with Brown a couple weeks ago. Wow. Um, this nice is a good kid. group, too. Kamari Wimper over Matt Waddell for, for fifth. Um, Wimper changed his commitment. Wimper did change his commitment. Print? Mm. No. He's he going Ivy. S- he did? I thought he went... I thought he... Was committed somewhere and then changed it to UNC, or was he committed, I think he to, was UNC? committed to UNC and changed it to okay. somewhere? Hold on, I got it right here. Um, Columbia, Columbia, yeah. Okay. Uh, one ninety-five eating a little crow. I I shouldn't say I'm eating a little crow. You blew it. Uh, you guys all love John Borst. I love him too. No, you don't. Listen, I've had him ranked in the top ten for like a year. So I'm very well aware of him. It was one of those situations where when I was doing my picks and I didn't put him in the top four, and don't lie, you've had this happen to you before. Uh, I know that Lobdell has had, the Nomad has had this happen. I think everybody that's ever done a preview has had this happen to him before. You just, you, you go through it and you literally forget. You about, like you, you just overlook him. Like you, you didn't see the name because I'm, you know, Holmes writes a preview. He's like, Willie, put your picks in. I just do it real quick, and I forgot to consider Boris. <laughs> Nomad. Nomad for the Olympics, when he was doing his pi- uh, previews and picks, he forgot somebody, like, amazing. He, he forgot somebody to pick for a medal, and he literally told me, I'm going to blow up his spot right now. He's like, he's like, Willie, I forgot. I just completely, I'm, I just forgot his name. I just, when I'm doing the picks, I just missed him. And, uh, and, um, people started complaining about it saying you're crazy and he goes I just defended it I just I pretended that I didn't overlook him I just defended it I'm like well he uh, you know he gets stepped uh, it was whoever who gets stepped over guts Vlasov or uh, uh, Navruzov no so Romanov 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 he's like, oh that's right he forgot to pick Romanov just, just because he just overlooked the name you know I mean it's clear he's a clear yeah he's awesome right and he's like, I just went with it. He's like, well, I'm scared he's going to get stepped over. <laughs> oh, uh, terrible call. Anyway, John Borst over Gavin Hoffman, who looked amazing. He looked amazing at um, – he lo- he lo- his results, anyway, were great at um, Journeyman. Journeyman. I thought he looked good going uh, through this tournament, and then – I thought – Borst stops him. Watch his semi. 
I've never seen a guy win 5-4 in regulation and just look like not the better guy the entire really? match. It all came down. First of all, he got ridden for a day and a half. He gets this. He turns it. It should have been a reversal, but they went escape and takedown. And that ultimately won the match. I don't know. I, I just watched that match. I was like, Whitman's better. If you can watch that match and come with. But yeah, he beats Woodley. He beats Whitman. And what? He wrestled the rules. He won. He, but I just came away. I was like, I thought Whitman was better. I don't then know. I, he, I, then he almost did it again against Borst. He looked clearly, to me, inferior to Borst. And he almost had the, the match-winning takedown in the last 10 seconds. All right, so here's another kid. We'll stick with this. We'll stick with this kind of theme of kids that were highly, highly regarded in junior high coming into high school. We talked about Connor Brady and Robert Howard and Devin Schwarzkopf. Uh, Greg Kirkfleet from Minnesota. He's just mm-hmm. a sophomore. And when he's coming through, when he's coming through the ranks, like, you, you, you know, you see him coming up, and uh, he's going to be the next big thing. And he, Christian, he was one of those kids that went, like, just massive size Jump. Jump, right? So last year at Super 32 as a freshman, I'm t- I go to watch him, right? Like early round, I'm like, you know, there wasn't there wasn't like a premier matchup. So I'm like looking through the bout thing and I'm like. We'll see how he does. I- I'm going to go watch Kirk Fleet because, uh, you know, I've heard a lot about him. He's an upcoming prospect. So I go watch him and, and no offense, but like he was like gangly. Like. Mm-hmm. Big feet, long arms, and a twig, and like I'm like, what he, weight was he last year? I think seventy or eighty two, and I'm like, I don't jump up that much then. No, but I'm talking about from. He looks like a beast now. From from earlier to that to to last year. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, oh, oh. so that year he made the big jump. That year he looked gangly. That year he looked like, and I'm I'm like he has talent, but. He's just not, like, filled out yet. You know what I mean? He's just, like, still learning his own body. And um, this year, is, you know, he's putting it together. Takes fourth at a very, very tough weight at Super 32. Uh, ahead of guys like Whitman and Rashka and Woodley, right? Um, Strong showing there. It's a good, good, good showing there. Um, Brian Kennerly over Cole Nye at 220. Uh, here's another kid, heavyweight, Brandon Furman. This is a kid that's like... That was a weird match. But uh, I got to talk about Furman because he is a kid that was like... I don't know. I just know that he's putting the work because he wasn't that good when he was younger. Right. He wasn't that good, that good. And he just keeps putting in the work and he keeps getting better and he's a guy like... I mean, a couple times uh, doing rankings, I'm like... Um, I'm considering this kid, but, you know, you look at his resume, and it's like, yeah, he doesn't really have it. He has a couple things in his favor, but um, he doesn't have the total resume. It, incremental improvements, man. Yeah. Right? And now he'll certainly be in the rankings. So that was Super 32. How was well, it? I, that was the first Super 32 I missed in, like, a decade. That's what um, <laughs> the uh, tournament director, Dave, and I were talking. He's like, Willie's not coming? He's like, I can't remember the last one. He wasn't at. Yeah, it was tough to not be there. But I knew you guys had to unlock, and I had other responsibilities, which wasn't. It was fun at cross country, but nothing's like Super Did you get a warm up then? Yeah, I did some warm up, warm up laps. 
You ran cross country, didn't you? Yeah. I was once on, a, you know, once on a team that was second in the state. It's not a big deal. Really? You were state, state don't, silver? Don't, tr- don't, don't treat me any different. It's still the same old me. How I didn't get second. Our t- I was on the team. I was varsity on the team that got second. There's five runners, right? You were one of the five? Uh, seven. You were the seventh spot. I was the sixth. seventh spot. You were the sixth spot. I was only, I was only a sophomore, though, to be fair. Um, it's. I mean, there's 37 divisions in there Virginia. weren't then. No, weren't then? there certainly weren't then. No. Okay. So that's not true. All right. That is Super 32. I am through. I'm done with the rankings through 160. Um, they are very time consuming. I, I was like, the, the lighter weights where there's a gazillion kids and a gazillion um, results that matter, um, it took me like an hour to wait. Sounds about right. So I started doing. I started working on them Sunday, uh, or even Saturday, I think, tinkering around with them. But um, I'm still only on 170. But the last, the last couple should be should go quick. So they'll be out Wednesday. Um, let's turn our attention to World Championships. UWW announced they're they're moving them to October. And uh, normally I have like an instant like reaction. I feel one way. I feel <laughs> yeah. another way. And I'm like, okay. Like, normally I, I just, like, I can immediately have a visceral strong opinion one way or the other. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I'm like, I don't have one about this. I, know. I don't know. I was I, the same way. Usually something usually something gets announced, and I'm like, that is a really good idea, or that's so stupid. Most of the time it's that's so stupid. <laughs> uh, this one I was like, uh, I don't know what that means. I don't know how to feel about that. Right. It makes our, for us... It makes our September all the more empty, and August empty, mm-hmm. and our summer becomes really okay. I don't like it. I'm on board. I don't like it. You don't like it. I like something big every month. Yeah, if possible. you want to have a Super Bowl every month. Every month, and we're not gonna have one now. Now it's gonna be in October where we have other Super Bowls. We have Super Thirty Two. We have Who's Number One. We've got journey. We got a lot of stuff going on then. Okay. You know? um, I'm out. I'm out. Christian's out on it just for because of ratings. Um, <laughs> no, I dig it. I, right, you don't want to you don't want to go that long a stretch with the bathtub effect. We call it like just nothing much going. I've on. never understood that. You say that all the time in meetings, and I always just kind of act like I knew what it meant, and it makes no sense to me. Okay, so the bathtub effect is. I'm glad I'm asking now on radio instead of in a meeting. So just think of a just think of a graph, a chart, right? Mm-hmm. Where um, there's numbers, there's it's a graph, and then when there's no events, there's a dip, oh. and it looks like a bathtub. It looks like a, oh. there's a there's a hole. Okay, right? Okay. All right, I get it now. <laughs> um, I think I think October is fine. Um, but I, what's what's the objective there? What what I really don't like is. That cadets and juniors are far back. I don't like it because of the school year. I don't like it because kids miss school. Yeah. I mean, because we go to school in America, unlike some other countries. I mean, they have to go to school at the same time, right? Like kids in Ukraine not going to school. I, I, I school had year a, the same I had a time? kind of an enlightening conversation about just kind of wrestling over there, and it's like, yeah, school, uh, you know. But like, but what is the school year? It like. For Over them. there, do they have school all year long? Do they have 
I don't know how it works. So maybe there's no time that they won't miss school. So any other, any time's as good as any other. But um, I don't like that the American kids have to have to miss school right at the beginning of the school year. Yeah. Uh, now I say October works fine. Um, I think later in the year would probably be a good thing. You know, we've been August, September, but having it, and maybe this is part of it. I don't know what their um, theory is. I don't, right. I don't know what um, started this or, or made caused incited the change. Um, but from where I sit, I think it's better later in the year, and they're moving it later in the years. Because you have a year, you have a season. What happens now is you have you have worlds in August or September, and that's the pinnacle of the sport, and it virtually renders the last three or four months of the year void, like pointless and meaningless, right? So if you take, let's say worlds were in December... Then the whole year it can be a buildup. The whole year can be a buildup. Right now, um, you have some events in January and February, and maybe World Cup, and then your trials, and then and then Grand Prix in like uh, June and July, and it builds up to September, August or September, and then October, November, December, it's like utterly pointless. There's nothing of import. Right. Um. So if maybe if you took Worlds and made them in December, you could have more events that matter, more events to, to build up. So I don't know. I think it's in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. I think it. I think it'll ultimately be fine. I don't think it means bad things for NCAA season, for high school folk style season. This is not going to affect, especially NCAA. I mean, if a kid's on the team, I mean, then that's been known and. You know, he probably made the team in July or June. Or that's one thing. When are they gonna have world team trials now? I don't know. Well, I do know. Well, we don't. Obviously, they don't. Okay, know so twenty eighteen. I knew. Yeah, right. I know what the trials procedure and dates are. Calendar is for next year, but I don't know. I, I'm sure they'll adjust. You're right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah so, be. so what does that mean if you know? Kyle Center and Jaden Cox will be gone by then, but let's just say the next generation, you know, there's a Kyle Snyder, you know, there's a kid. Gable in, Stevenson. There's a kid in college that made the world team. How does he negotiate that Which, with the college training and season in? It'll be fine. They'll we'll make it work. They'll wrestle in October, and maybe they don't rest, compete D1 until December, yeah. and it'll be fine. Uh, so don't worry about that. I don't know if we want to get into that just yet. With um, I want to see the video first. For apparently, Alex Daringer got absolutely hosed in Dagestan. He got put out the clock three times. Yeah, you don't want to. It's it's tough to be critical of a reported officiating. Like he got he got hosed without yeah. seeing the video. Yeah. But the description of it is so ridiculous. <laughs> to go on the clock three times in any match is pretty absurd. For for you to score takedowns, to have takedowns taken off, to apparently be in the center of the mat and get put on, just like craziness, crazy. I have a lot of theories. We we talked about this, you know, after, after day one of Super Thirty Two. Me and Mike and Nomad were we're talking about, you know, is this okay? Is this not okay? And 
I just can't get around. The, there's a whole man. We just got to earn it over there. You got to be better than the officials. And I just am not like in that mentality. Like the, we go yeah, over there. You don't have to be. You, you can't. You can't say you have to be better than the officials. That is bullcrap. No, you you because the point. Why do we go over there? Because Russians are really good at wrestling, right? So because the skill level is going to be really high. So it's going to be hard to beat them, okay? You can't say overcome the officials. You just can't. You can't. That's a that's a cool thing to tell your high school team. That's what you do. Yeah, that's what you tell your high school kids so that they like maintain composure when right. things don't go their way. But you can't at the very pinnacle, at, at the very upper levels. You can't say wrestled this awesome guy. Also beat him by three, so nothing can come, nothing foul can come into play. Yeah, because it's. It, the whole point is they're really good, and if yeah, I, I just don't. But I want to watch it first before we opine any further than that. There are so many. It's a mess. It's a mess. Um, Get your brooms. All right, so you want to move to your one twenty-five preview? You ruffled some feathers, or at least woke some people up. Stay woke when you pick Soriano to place third. Second, but yes. Second. Yeah. Number oh, two. you got Thomas, Thomas Gilman one, Soriano two, Joey Dan. Ooh, he's going number two. I'm feeling great about he's it. He's going Nick Soriano national finalist. It's happening. I, I firmly believe it. Okay, so this is your predictions: Gilman, Soriano, Dance three, Peters four, Nikki Pick five, Barlow McGee six, Connor Schramm seven, Darian Cruz eight. Yeah, yeah, that's. That was my. Those are. That's my eight. Um, I think Piccinini has the most potential to not do that. I could really see him off the podium. Uh, I'm just going upside potential, pass to victory. I talk about that a lot. Like how many different ways you can win a match. Mm-hmm. Like he's got. He's got a lot. He can score a lot of different ways. He's pretty tough on top. He's a good scrambler. Like Dylan Peters. That's one of my things with him. Not a lot of paths to victory there. He's he's a home run hitter. He yeah. can pin you, but he's not going to win the takedown game against many guys. Um, and he gives up legs a lot, right? Yeah, you can. He gets. He's not especially fast, quick footed, you know. So I think, I think Gilman and Soriano and Dance have the most. I would. Paths I would to pick. I would pick Piccinini to to place. I like that. Um, I you know, you look at the field and. You know, people are critical of Soriano, of you picking Soriano. Are, were uh, they? I really didn't see it. I, like, was checking my Twitter. I was checking the comments. I was like, I feel like people are, like, um, I don't know. Like, it's going to – they kind of are on board with it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I just – But look, I wasn't look everywhere. At, look at the field, and I don't know if I pick him over dance because dance is so experienced. Um, I don't even think that matters. Okay. Uh, experienced at what, too? You know, like he's wrestled a lot of D1 matches, but, you know, it's not like he's not a lights-on kind of – No, what? wait. You believe in that now? No, but it's like <laughs> – I'm just looking for, like, what, what your angle is there for, like, how you – why you believe that. Um – I don't know. A true freshman against a fifth-year senior? Yeah. I don't – see, I don't know if that matters. I, I don't know if it does either. Like, I, think, I, I feel like fifth-year seniors, it's like – I don't know if that's a good thing anymore. I think their best years are like 
those first three or four. All right. Well, let me just say, I don't know if I would pick Soriano. Sure, over it's a, it's certainly that's reasonable. I don't know if I, I I might have I might have Gilman dance Soriano. I would I would take Soriano over Peters. Listen, Joey Dance one of my favorite wrestlers in the country. Uh, I think he's awesome. He's good enough to win. He was good enough to win the year before that, and he was good enough to win the year before that. You know, he I, beat the national champions both years they won. I can't wait years. to watch Gilman Soriano because. Um, and you can say, well, Soriano's never wrestled college competition, but he's wrestled the best in high school, and nobody can take the kid down versus Gilman, who is a takedown machine. I don't think Gilman's a takedown machine. I do. He, he's a, he, he is. No, I don't, I don't see that. He's got a single leg that's really, really good. But he's not. He gets guys tired, then he piles them up. But I don't, I don't see him like a like a Nishan, an artist out there. Like, uh, kinda, no. Uh, he's not He's not prolific in that he's got a lot of ways to get to legs. He's tough as crap. He gets good – he has good position. He gets good counter takedowns, a lot of go-behinds, and he scores a lot with his single leg. But I don't view him as this takedown machine. He scores a lot of points, man. He scores a lot of points. He gets guys tired. Um, I'm, I'm not calling him – I'm not calling him a takedown machine. But there maybe there isn't one in this weight. So it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, he doesn't take a lot of shots against good guys. You know, he beat Tomasello on account. I don't know. I just, that's just how I see him. And I picked him to win, so obviously I have a very high opinion of Thomas Gilman. All right. So the guys that you had around at twelve were Lezak Lambert, Crazer, uh, and Josh Rodriguez. Yeah, Crazer coming down to twenty-five. Yeah, that just jumped out at me. I'm like, uh, what? Yeah, he's, he's coming, coming down back. to twenty-five, huh? Yeah. And wow. that's where he was most successful as a true freshman. It's when he had Delgado dead to rights in the quarters. Dead to rights. That was that is so crazy. Dead to rights. I mean, it he, was over. It was over. He was on top. He was up three or four points. It was over. He got taken down and tilted late. It was over. I would not recover from such a such an occurrence. <laughs> he's a better man than I. Um, um. But yeah, now he's going back down there. I feel like it would be. Tough. Um, outside of Crazer, okay. So, so again, the list is Gilman Soriano, Dance Peters, Piccinini, McGee, Shram, Cruz. I feel like it's tough for any of these guys to break into that top eight. I think Lambert, Lee, maybe Crazer, depending on what he is at twenty five. Again, I don't know. I, I don't see Lezak doing it. I, I kind of. I think Lezak's one with a lot of potential. Um, that's a really tough kid, but. Just with what's going on at that program, I, I couldn't put him on there. Well, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, so, no. <laughs> I don't really. Oh, All right. We only have five minutes, so I, mean, I don't. I, let's, let's, stay, let's, just, let's just stay at 25. Mm. We only have five minutes. Whatever, sissy boy. All right. Um, no, let's go to 33. Why don't we quit? Th- yeah, 33 is cool. All right, let's go to 33 and your predictions there. I'm going to be honest. I haven't seen them yet. They just Sick. went up this morning. Let's talk about things you haven't read. Well, let me look at it. I'll just you know how at... I feel about 33. How do you feel about 33? I feel like Nathan Tomasello is going to win that wrestling tournament. You know I'm very high on Jaden Ironman. Um, you know I love Stefan Micic and Cade Brock and all those guys. It's a young, exciting weight, and I think the youth is going to um, really make this weight super interesting. The youth meaning Ironman Brock? Ironman, Micic, Brock, and I even I factor in Cortez even though... Just because he hasn't had it. 
we haven't seen him. He's yeah. young. He's young. He's young at heart. No, that doesn't make sense. He's just, you know, we haven't seen him. It's kind of his debut. What do you think about me having this hard? This was hard. Earl Hall off the podium. I'm okay with it. I, I'm okay with it other than the fact that... Um, Over Cortez or behind Cortez. I'm okay with it in the fact that um, I don't think it's egregious to pick Hall off the podium behind these guys. I don't think it's egregious to pick... I, I, I don't think it's odd to say I'll place Montoya 7, Cortez 8, and Hall off the podium. But I will say that Hall gets it done when he has to get it done. He, he didn't two years ago, though. You know, he places a freshman, TMP as a sophomore, and then he placed again last year. Think my, my thing with Hall, I've always just been enamored with him, with his talent. You talk about paths to victory, how many ways he can beat you. He's really strong on top, double leg, single leg, upper body stuff. He's got big moves. He's got a great cement mixer that he's iced some really tough guys with. But I don't know. I just see if he's. I just said if he's in a round of twelve match with Eric Montoya or with Jared Cortez or Kate Brock, I'm picking those other guys, and that could be stupid. Montoya is just so tough, scrappy, right? He is a scrapper. He def- he is like the most scrappy guy maybe in the country. Just like not the most talented, but he is talented, right? Like he can get the legs. He is a good scrambler. I I like him a lot. I think he's. He has he a nice a year. Great kid. Um, Cade Brock is like electric. Like I, I watch talk about boom bust. So there's two Oak Oaky State guys. I have fifth and sixth. Those are those are round of twelve. Those are round of sixteen potential guys too. You could see that with Cade, and you can see that with, I could see that with Nick. Very real. They really need these guys um, to to do that. And I'm I just think there's a lot of boom bust potential. With both of them, personally, I like, I like your picks. I like Do you your, like them? I like your placements. I might, I might take Brock ahead of Mitchich. I don't know, man. I th- I think I think Mitchich is a little more solid. That would be a gosh. I would love to see that match. Those so, three. See what I mean about these freshmen, Iron Mitchich, Brock. Those are such exciting guys. Mm-hmm. They are. They're riveting. So Clark, so Thomasello Clark, they're the clear two in my opinion as well. I'll, I don't know who I would pick. Um, I, I don't know who I'd pick. I think Clark can win. I would probably take Thomas Ella too. So I think that's the right tier. Then uh, Richards, Ironman, I probably think that's the right tier as well. I like the tiers. I, I just, I will take, I'll take Brock five ahead of Mijich. And yeah, I mean, it looks, all, what, looks yeah. right to me. Is there, is there anybody, you're around to 12 guys, Hall, Seth Gross, Dom Foreys, Alan Azer. Um, Nasir is a guy. I said a, this. I said this a, in the preview. A, yeah, he's a wild card too, right? I said I, my last sentence. I was like, he could be for all I know. He, he could be top four, or he could be like a one yeah. and two. Mm-hmm. Like he's so talented, but every I've never watched him wrestle folk style in my life. Yeah. I've never seen him wrestle anything other than freestyle. So. Part of me, it was a hedge in a way. Like, I want that guy on the list somewhere. Well, yeah, you want him on the list. I, I don't mind you hedging on that one because it's true. I have no idea. Freestyle is different than folk style in, in many ways. You can say wrestling's wrestling all you want there, coach guy. But, um, yeah, so I, I like him a lot. I think he could do really well, but I'm not going to put him on the podium ahead of those guys until I see a little more evidence that he can go. But he can go with all these guys. He 
he beat Tomasello in freestyle. Like, basically, just kind of takedown stuff. I think he had a four um, in there, which those don't happen in folk style. But, yeah, he's right there with a lot of those guys. So I, I, I really can't express to you how excited I am for 133. I'm excited for Soriano at 25, but really, other than that, I feel like I know, you know that feeling. I know those guys. Yeah, there's there's wild cards here for sure and a lot of young talent, like you said. So you're going to roll these out day One, by day? Day by day. 41 tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it. Oh, boy. I, I think I finished it. That is This hard. is your time of year, huh? This is... You get all... I'm excited. Crazy in love. <laughs> like Cra- Beyonce. Crazy in love like Beyonce with this with this time of year. I love... I love... Division One wrestling is my fave. And it's right around the corner. It's right here. A couple weeks from now. I think We have six live events that weekend. So that's that's not much. That opening weekend, yeah. So we'll be all over the place. I'm I'm ready for D1. I'm ready to watch some freaking Big Ten duels. Uh, everything. I can't wait. I love this stuff. I love it. All right, buddy. Scrap life it up. Yes, 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 indeed. Let me play out. Why don't you do that while I get this this music queued up, Willie? Thanks to our sponsors, Under Armour. Get all their gear at scraplife.com. Hornhide 12 it. Man <laughs> Fleischer. Big shout. Donnie B. Thank you, Under Armour. Hey, you uh, the Under Armour guys were at uh, Wisco, too. Really? They had a big old truck. Don, you need a big old truck like they have. It was awesome. Thank you, Under Armour. One company that believed in this show. <laughs> Everyone else wouldn't take a risk on these two wild cards. Willie Sailor and Christian Piles. UA is rolling the dice. Get to scraplife.com ASAP as possible. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back Thursday, I hope and pray that's true. Willie, can you confirm Thursday? No, yes. That is true. We're doing it. We're back. Thursday's happening. Thanks a lot, and uh, we will see you then. Later.